Welcome to David's Life and Observation with your host, David Welch. Uh, today's show does cover the pandemic, of course, you know, that ongoing onslaught of, you know, let's go ahead and beat the curve, so stay two weeks inside type thing that's turned into a three-year battle. And we're also going to discuss wokeness and kind of how terrible human beings are to each other. And it's right before Christmas, you know, and I'm not really trying to ruin a Christmas or, you know, not jive with what the holiday spirit has given us. But there are good things and bad things about what's going on in life lately. And one of those circles around Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is giving the middle finger to kind of wokeism. Um, he's kind of the the people's champion at the moment. He just, uh, you know, I mean, you know, the trans community or the LGBTQ community in Net Netflix really trying to get Dave Chappelle yeeted from the the platform, and uh, I just think the fans are overwhelmingly saying no. You know, we need comedy as color commentary to the absurdness of, of human interaction, which is exactly what he provides. In fact, um, if you listen to his comedy, he's he's not transphobic. You know, he's not he's not opposed to mixing it with anybody. If there's the only, if there's a person on the planet that, you know, can pretty much run into almost any setting and, and be copacetic, it is Dave Chappelle. He can land fucking anywhere and be him and be okay. So, with that being said, you know, like, sometimes it becomes too absurd within the, the a certain community that literally tries to shout down and shout out and demonize everyone that's not them. And... It's almost like a, a good personification of this guy uh, of it is like this guy on TikTok and TikTok's blown up. TikTok is fucking huge. If nobody said it, TikTok is an amazing platform to be recognized, an amazing platform to have a lot of fun. And it takes it takes Vine a step further cuz Vine was very 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 short videos. And this allows you to be a little bit longer than Vine, shorter than YouTube. And it's a very comfortable space to be in because the platform allows anybody, really, to create a video and, and get in on the mix, which I love. It's been fantastic. Um, and then the, the music library is pretty dope to integrate, which is something else that's pretty awesome. Anyways, I digress. So there's this this guy on TikTok. Is, he goes by Modern Warrior. Um, I can't remember the guy's actual name. I, I really don't uh, prescribe to his bullshit, but when you see him in every other video, you know, uh, engaging with people, because his deal is he likes to call white people colonizer. He'll jump on there, hey, colonizer, and, and it's it's upset a whole bunch of people because it's like, listen, dude, you're not... You, you don't come from a holier-than-thou background yourself there, bud. You know? Uh, humans have been nasty to, to each other for hmm, dawn of time. So, you know, if there's one thing that the human 
condition is dominating in is brutality, alienation, xenophobic, uh, any any sort of bad precursor or name you want to add to us, greedy, pretty much all the sins you can pretty much throw into the human consciousness, and, and we're all there. It's they're literally a pantheon of things that we need to be held accountable for. But we live in a day and age where I think the I think there's so much put on political correctness in every situation, whereas, you know, just ten years ago, you know, you have films that were being made that couldn't possibly be made today because they would offend everybody. Everybody's offended. Well, fuck you, offended. So what? Be offended. Fuck your offendedness. You know, I, I'm tired of those people that are just offended by everything. And they, they fucking got something to say. I, don't, I, I really don't give a shit about why you're offended, how you're offended. You know, you got people all the time, you know, bashing uh, everyone. You know, like the, the most demonized person in the modern world right now is a straight white male. And, and, and not just a straight white male, a straight white conservative male. You know, somebody who has, you know, not 100% bought into the religious theocracy of, of the right, but, you know, somebody who holds their kind of beliefs, you know, and their, their money tight to the chest, and they, they want to put on programs that make sense to them. Um, you know, and then not frivolously spend money, but rein, reinforce infrastructure. Now, that's not everybody on the right. That is absolutely a far fucking cry from everybody on the right. They wish they had that ideal. But more or less, the politicians that are in government right now, they, they talk a good game. They really do. They're all about, oh, man, we need to start making policy for the people. and da, da, da. They give two shits about the people when they're in charge because they don't pass policy for the people. They don't. And they exert 100% control over women's bodies because they want to they want to appeal Roe v. Wade. So, okay, let's appeal that. Um, let's go ahead and, and demonize any, any girl, any lady out there that wants to get abortion regardless of uh, what term they're in. Regardless of what term, they're going to be demonized and, you know, throw shit on. But it has nothing to do with anything but control so here's here's the thesis on that if it had nothing to do with control then and 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 you know from conception there is life then you know we would be able to claim the fetus and taxes we'd be able to um you know uh re, you know receive more entitlements more food stamps women should be able to get food stamps if they're pregnant I mean, there's so many things that w women would be entitled to if the view from the, f the, the masses of the people were that any sort of fetus were, or any sort of stage of pregnancy would be viewed as a living body. And, for, and then, you know, we're, let's take that a step further. Why are we not criminalizing people who uh, will batter a pregnant woman and not have that called uh, child abuse? That should absolutely be tacked on there. Any cough that erupts up a, pre a pregnant woman should also be charged with, uh, you know, child abuse. You know, on top of, you know, violating rights under color of law and all that other things. 
And, and we're seeing sickos. We're seeing sickos come out of the woodwork. You know, like you got these sheriff deputy child predators coming out of the woodwork. Uh, former army ranger. I mean, this dude's a former army, army ranger. You know, goes into law enforcement. Next thing you know, he's texting a nine-year-old. Trying to meet up for sex with a nine-year-old who thinks he's... Who thinks the nine-year-old's 11? I mean, it's just absurd. It's sick. It's depraved. And you know that's not his first victim. Absolutely know that you don't reach your 40s without having a fucking string of victims that you've attacked and gone after. Um, outside of that, you know, what are we looking at? We're looking at wokeness all over the place. We, we're looking at people dealing with wokeness on a fucking absurd level. You got Canada up there trying to fucking uh, be just a communist regime. They're, they're straight going, straight communist. You know, which, to be fair, you know, we've had that American, you know, idealism shoved down our throat of, you know, communism is bad, communism is bad, and, you know, all these communist parties are fucking evil. And it's not so much that uh, the, the application, the practicality isn't plausible, what is the problem is that they're almost always authoritarian in nature and almost always, you know, give the leadership class a fucking uh, a heavy handed method to go around and take and disseminate as they please. Not as the people decided, but as they please. So that's, therein lies the problem with, with uh, communism, but that's, that lies the problem with government in the first place. In fact, it's so funny that we call government government. They they really shouldn't govern the American population. It should you know we govern ourselves. We have representatives that explain to the large majority of the United States what we want, how we want to be led. So it's more of a leadership conversation than anything. But what ends up happening is you get these little fiefdoms developed out of these senators and congressmen and, and presidents, and they think just because of the virtue of them being them and them being in, in a position of high power that they can just dictate to the American people and will follow suit. Well, we don't do well with taking orders. We don't do well with uh, being told what to do, period. You know, we kind of like doing our own thing when we want to do our own thing and how we want to do our own thing. We really do. We provide our individualism. We pride our individualism. But we've created so many obstacles to freedom. Like, I don't know, a million laws in the books that could in, that would in no way, can in no way be possible to follow every one of them. We probably have fel felonies and misdemeanors and everything we break every day. But the, because there is no common sense application to the laws, it's just that you get a set of laws, you teach Law enforcement, law enforcement officers, four of them, four things to look for, literally, and they go after you with the gusto of a million fucking hurricanes and tornadoes and, and everything possible to wreck your life. They dig into your past. They dig into everything you've ever said at any point in time, any picture you've ever taken at any point in time and posted, and anything that they can find to demonize you. They absolutely will. And, and they absolutely get uh, the, the favor of the mainstream media. The mainstream media, or the main local medias, will kiss their ass. They will snuggle right up to the boot. And it's hilarious to see because you'll have individual media doing the exact opposite. You know, holding 
you know, law enforcement law enforcers accountable to their actions and, and statesmen accountable and and city workers and clerks, not just you know the uh, not just the the law enforcers, but the people that make the laws. The people that made the laws in your state absolutely fucking detest you as the American citizen. They really do. Furthermore, they really detest uh, dealing with the public in the first place. They make you wear a mask. And they generate so many damn obstacles between you and them just to show you they hold the power. From having to show ID or sign their little book or, you know, provide them with information so that they can hunt you down in case you decide to sue them or go after them politically or whatever have you. So that's, that's what they do. They create barriers between themselves as a superior entity to the, their constituents. And they honestly believe that they have rights that are non-existent. They have rights to, to privacy that we don't get afforded which is kind of a miracle to that. They have rights to uh, to have you answer their fucking questions about what you decide to do with your freedom. Again, like the audacity of some of these people is fucking amazing. It really is. It's, it's a time period where, you know, we have uh, feelings police instead of law enforcers. We have politicians that are bloated to the gills with donations and, and super PAC money and things and promises that they need to make that they literally don't make a decision themselves. They just get supported by a team and they're supposed to lick that team's boot and kiss that team's ass. But that's it. You know, and it's a sad state of affairs where we cannot distinguish what is a right and what is a privilege. We're at that point in time where we have government entities telling you, you don't have rights. You have privileges afforded to you by the government. Literally, these motherfuckers are saying that. We have people in New York right now telling Joe and Jane Citizen, hey, if you do not have your vaccine... We're going to hold you in a facility and we're going to force the vaccine on you. Not constitutional. Deprivation of rights, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you really want a civil war to break out, let the American people find out that that is actually taking place. You know what else is taking place? We are hiring hundreds of extra IRS agents to not go out to the rich where the money is where the where you know 1% of the the population holds 90% of the wealth they're going to go after Joe and Jane citizen for every possible penny i mean they're literally generating the sheriff of Nottingham and i kid you fucking not they're giving that person every fucking ability and power to go after you. They've created special things called 1099Ks. 
in order to go after any loose change that's hitting underneath the uh, the DoorDash uh, bubble or the Uber Eats bubble because, oh, you're, you're earning too much. You're gaining too much of a personal revenue with a state of affairs where rent across the country on average is $1,600. $1,600 across the nation for rent for a two-bedroom apartment. Rent for a two-bedroom apartment across the nation is $1,600. It is absolutely absurd that we live in a time where we literally have Kellogg's Kellogg's, that beloved brand that everybody enjoys with their Pop-Tarts and their Frosted Flakes and the other cereals that they come out with. We did not know for the longest time the slave wages and the slave mentality that they've convinced their workers to adhere to. And these motherfuckers are putting in 80 hours a week for less than $15 an hour. While the company grows eight point something billion dollars in profit each year. Are you fucking kidding me? When you have a CEO who nets $11 million a year, $11.6 million a year, while your lowest paid person is making less than $15 an hour in most cases and working 80 hours a week. Getting no sleep, you know, going home to no fucking family, you know, or or living, you know, in, in a state of, of zombie mode, which is absolutely fucking absurd. Companies need to get through, and this is why we're facing the great resignation, is companies need to get through their fucking heads that people are done making bare minimum. People are fucking done. They're absolutely and and they, and they you wanna know how they don't get it. You just look at the job boards right now. And every fucking everything across the country for entry level, any white collar job, forty thousand. Yo, I'm an individual person, one person, and I do have kids. You know, I split my split my time in my custody with my kids, and you know, ex wife, you know, whatever. And by myself, I make more than that, and I struggle financially, struggle to keep all of the things going that absolutely are are you know needed for life for me i work at home i need the internet i don't get subsidized for the internet my internet's 126 dollars outrageous you, you know to have the internet cost that fucking much it really is uh my my insurance monthly 126 130 bucks for progressive because progressive will fucking fuck you and you always have commercials for oh man i got cheaper insurance bullshit mostly insurance doesn't cover what you need covered Okay, it's it's limited liability insurance, and it's and it doesn't cover what you need it to cover. There's no way you could pop a tire and still get fucking help on the side of the road. You know, like they don't cover anything. It's just insurance for the name of just having insurance and and praying to God you have nothing happen to your fucking car. But for full coverage, they're going to slap you in the hundreds of dollars and hit you hard. Doesn't matter what fucking day. And then we have, uh, you know, not just gas. Gas has gone up. You know, went up to fucking $4. It's slightly going back down 10 cents. Whoop-de-doo. But, oh, my God. We're, we're, we're fucking going to be Norway before too long. 
and we have gas in our own backyard. But we have a fucking, we have an infrastructure problem. We really do. We have a problem with infrastructure. We have a problem with shitting on our veterans. We really do. Our veterans out here, I mean, the, 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 the fucking academic inflation alone is sacking our country. And not just that. Students are leaving college in debt up to their eyeballs for a few reasons. One of the reasons is the tuition cost is absolutely, absolutely atrocious and insane for a four-year university. And then you got Joe and Jane, uh, you know, senior citizen who's part of the boomer generation or part of the, uh, the older Gen Xers who are in their 50s, by the way, who are, are shaming people younger than them and saying, oh, well, why don't you just work and go to college? <laughs> Motherfucker, you went to school when the tuition for an entire year of school was $2,000 or $3,000 max. You're not leaving, you're not leaving school, you know, I mean, you could get a four-year education at a prestigious university back in the 90s and 80s for 40000 whole dollars. Okay, or less than that even, less than that, because you still have state schools that cost way, way less than that. Now, your basic degree is, 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 is bankrupting the shit out of people. We have people already hitting their max on the amount that they can request, which is $120,000 as an undergrad, for one degree. And then these degrees, you get to the market and you realize you, the jobs aren't there. Fuck if a job's there for technology, you're still not going to get there because you can get a whole ass degree in technology. And this is proven because I work in a field where you can get a whole degree in technology, it means bupkis. You can find yourself working $14 an hour at a fucking help desk. And then you're mad as shit because you worked hard for that degree and you're getting shit on. On the other side of the coin... You, you got another you got another cat doing a six month boot camp for a specialization like coding, becoming a software engineer, <coughs> you know, and making pretty good money. Where you got six month boot camp, you get a, you know, some cybersecurity tools under your belt, get some certifications, and you're making a whole lot more with a six month boot camp as opposed to a four year degree. So what's going on at these institutions where you can't Teach someone, get them certified as they go, and get them enough hands-on fucking training to get them into the industry as a white-collar professional, making good amount of money. Where, where the fuck? Why? Who? Why are we even paying you, university, for a fucking technology degree? Is absurd. Absolutely. Why? Why are we even entertaining your dumbass with money? But people do it because that's what they've been told. Even. Ever since I was a kid, ever since I was a kid in the 90s and 80s, they fucking sold us on, go go get your degree, do whatever you have to to get your degree, but once you get your degree, you've made it. You're going to progressively earn thousands upon thousands of dollars more than the, the average blue-collar worker. Well, the average blue-collar worker has shown that that's a fucking fictional myth because you have pipe fitters, you have electricians you have plumbers who, who have to go through licensure and certification and they and they they start making 
hand over fist more money than, than we make starting out as a white collar person when we're supposed to have that higher yield. That's why we've been, that's why we went to school, right? To go get these fucking fancy degrees and then turn around and they're worth fucking nothing. And then to be told, oh, you know, if you want to stand out, go get your MBA. There's a million fucking MBAs. When you turn around and everybody's got double master's degrees, who are you? Like, what is this, a Star Trek fucking universe? Everybody has multiple degrees. Everybody's got to, you know, have PhDs and everything in order to fucking, you know, make a distinction to stand out. And even then, is, is what's the what's the upper limit? What's, what does that upper echelon look like? Before too long, everybody and their mom's going to have a PhD, and then what? There's so many chiefs and not enough Indians. You know, and then and then we're we're creating a class of people who are smart enough to get fed up. That's what we're doing, and that's what we that's what we've got with the Great Resignation. We've we've created a, a an awareness, a glowing, glaring, fucking awareness that you know people are like, you know what? I don't have to be beholden to my job. I don't have to worship at the altar of the Almighty Company anymore. I can make money on the side. I can go, you know, hustle and, you know, do the whole Gary V things. Go to fucking, <coughs> go to yard sales, grab a few items, put them up online, you know, make some money back and, and go, you know, and, you know, take things to antique shows, get it appraised higher, take it at auction. Might be a little bit slower process, but you're, you're getting a higher yield. You know, or you got people who are developing skills on the side, which is what a lot of people did during the pandemic, because a lot of us were either work from home or, you know, they were pretty much just told to sit the fuck out. You know, fuck your job. Can't go to the theater. Okay. Well, I got to learn a skill. I got to do something. I got to make money somehow. And then we got people flocking to the weed industry. Why not? The hemp industry is booming. The weed industry is booming. Why not go where the money is? Why not go to technology where the money is? Why not, you know, it used to be engineering, you were fucking safe. If you had an engineering degree, you were fucking solid. You were like, okay, cool. You know, I've got, I've got the skill set to turn a fucking wrench and know what these dials mean. And I'm able to use, you know, hydraulics and, and do ACNR. But even more than that, even those folks who have specialties, who have a skill set that is absolutely fucking needed, is being shit on financially. These people should command more fucking money. If you got a if you got a plumber who's good, you got Rotor Rooter who's fucking terrible, terrible fucking company. They're they're shitting on their people all day. When you got people who are working on plumbing and they're doing a really good job, they're putting you know they're saving <coughs> people so much money with their skill set and solving problems in companies and and things like that and making repairs and doing things that they have to do. You know, they should be charging 120 bucks an hour. Absolutely. Show up for 10 minutes, you know, seven, $7,000 bill. There you go. Companies can afford it. But if you're a company and you can and you can shit on your employees, which you do, and you find ways to do it, you're, you got management telling people, oh, you know, stay in your lane. Literally, you have management telling people, hey, you know, don't ask about this. Stay in your lane. You know, put the horse blinders on. Chew your, chew your fucking bag of, you know, mulch and then, you know, stay the fuck in your lane. That's not leadership. Anyways, and then you got visionaries. I love the profit visionaries we have. And I'll name a few people. You got, you know, Brunson. You've got Musk. You've got Buffett. You've got 
visionaries, like financial gurus, people who, you know, you got, uh, what's his name with Amazon? I keep forgetting his name for some reason. Anyways, you know, you got these visionaries, but they've built their empires on the backs of people. It's not them that created the megalithic, you know, fortress of energy that they're forced, that they're putting out. It's the people. It's the hardworking people. And it's about it's high time that Amazon, even if you're working in a fucking factory or a plant or whatever the fuck you work in, you should be making 40 bucks an hour. I, I don't care what they say. You're the most important supply chain in the America during the holidays. Hands down. Why are you not being compensated as such? Why are you being forced to work hours on end in an environment where they, they literally take away your ear pods they take away your phones and then they expect you to work like a dog without a break because those breaks are timed because heaven forbid you have a shit that lasts longer than 15 minutes heaven forbid you take a smoke break that lasts longer than 10 minutes unreal fucking companies then you got then you got companies like this shit ass company firing a waitress because she got a $4,400 tip. And then the, the shift manager was trying to take that tip from the employee who earned it. They have the audacity. And then the next day they have the audacity to fire her and say, oh, well, it wasn't because she got the big tip. You lying piece of shit. I hope your business burns to the fucking ground you fucking hags i swear to god i i people should never go to that business ever again they're done they have they have made the biggest faux pas you shat on your best fucking waitress you shat on the generosity of others why would someone want to go to your restaurant now and dare to give more than you know what you think is okay and not split it with the business and not give it to the cooker. What the cooks do. If I was impressed with the cook, I would go give the cook money. But you know what you're eating? You're eating food that somebody else has already made. You're not, there's they're not no impressive chef back there. The fuck? It's a fucking family restaurant. The fuck? You're not special unicorn restaurant. You're a family fucking restaurant. Nothing that you have on your menu has not been done before. Swear to God. But you have the audacity to tell somebody who earned that fucking money to, to give all but 20%. Fuck you. And I'm glad she took that 4000 and she's going to go elsewhere. Somebody else is going to hire her and make more than, you know, four fucking dollars an hour plus tip. You pieces of shit. I hope your cooks leave. I hope your cooks, you know, your, your dishwasher person leaves. I hope your managers say fuck you, except for the manager piece of shit. The manager piece of shit that was trying to say, oh, well, you're going to give that to, you know, everybody, everybody's going to get a piece of your pie. Well, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Fuck you and fuck no. And I hope that manager goes to fucking hell. You, you fucking piece of shit. Didn't earn a fucking dime in your life. Now you want to go shit on somebody else's parade? Fuck you. Do you want a piece of their pie? You absolutely do, do want it. You do want it. But you got to go out and fucking earn it. That waitress, time, place, manner, everything falls in line. The stars align for some people and not others. Oh, well. Fuck it. She earned it. Now we got people 
who are making great money, so much so on their side hustles, or they find out they're just they're just genuinely happier doing DoorDash. They set their own hours. They deal with nobody but them as a boss. They enjoy the ability to be flexible. They enjoy the ability to drive around, walk around, get some fucking exercise. They're not tied to a chair talking to people. They're not tied to a chair, you know, fucking clank, 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 clank for the boss. You know, doing analysis and all these other fucking things that these, you know, piece of shit, you know, executives want you to do all fucking day, hours on end. Because there's never going to be a, a number they're happy with. Because if you're in a, if you're in any sort of sales, they're just gonna want more and more and more. Uh, the bottom line, the projections, we gotta be right. Fuck your projections. Be happy that your people are fucking happy, and if they're not happy, they will tell you. We've told our bosses, hey, we're putting in hard fucking work for you. We're driving that fucking revenue up as hard as we fucking can by getting as many sales as we fucking can. But then we have moments where we're burnt the fuck out. We have moments where we need a mental health day. Now, by and large, my employer acknowledges this. They give us the time we need. I am not going to I am not going to naysay who I work for because they absolutely give you the time you need. They give you the the backing you need. Now, your manager may not like it. But above the manager, the upper echelon absolutely fucking understand that in this environment, people are going to need more than just two weeks in an entire 365-day calendar off or the ability to take time. I really love our policy with, with the company I'm, I'm with. Now, not every company's get this. Not everybody, not everybody is uh, has a company that does what my company does. But everybody's company is unique in the way they do business. Now, where my company fucks up is our first line managers. They are under the old mentality, the old regime, the old you know, work until you die, stop your bitching, don't ever have dreams and aspirations beyond this point because we'll hire outside before we hire you, regardless of your knowledge base, regardless of the degrees you have, regardless of what you've done previously, fuck your career. It's cronyism here, bitch. Don't ask. We don't tell. So if you're not a friend or an immediate friend, or if you weren't handpicked by the council of gods, then you stand no fucking chance of advancement. Now, as a previous freelancer, my mentality is fuck that. Fuck that and fuck you. I can leave. I can go do freelance. Absolutely. Will it be rough in the beginning? Yes. Will I take a financial hit? Yes. But will I bounce back? Absolutely. And I got friends that have other businesses that I can go work for. I really do. I have a good network of people that I can say, you know what? Hey, give me a job. Give me a shot. And they will. Okay? And they absolutely value my work. They value my insight. And they value what I bring to the table because I'm a valuable motherfucker. However, comma. Right now, I'm in a good situation. I'm in a good situation where I can work remotely. That's very advantageous for me and my kids. And it allows me to keep the things going. But I had to fight super hard in a very stupid way with people that do not recognize 
what exactly I do and how powerful of an individual I can be in a lot of different types of settings. Anyways, so let's talk about woefully unprepared for a job. Now, tr driving a truck in the United States of America is not easy. Not an easy job. We have mountain ranges. We have uh, adverse weather because you don't know what the weather is going to be going state to state or time zone to time zone or you know hemisphere to damn near southern hemisphere like we, we just we have it all in each state almost we really do we don't like I think there's maybe a handful of states that don't have the craziest amount of weather but that's not many and if they do have not the craziest amount of weather they have mountain ranges and gradients and and you know going up to mountain uh, top level mountain range or down to sea level you know there are you know different difficult transitions and highways needless to say now we have an instance where a young man or a man who got a cdl proud of him got in a horrific accident that caused the lives of i think 11 individuals now that is fucking devastating absolutely devastating to those families and, to, and to, to the nation because we value life here because their trajectories their their goals hopes and dreams are just fucking gone and it was an accident mandatory minimums put this guy at 110 years in prison for an accident mandatory minimums are fucking terrible our justice system needs revamped like you would not believe we need to oust oust people in positions in our justice system and give them a taste of their own medicine wholesale i'm talking wholesale ass whoopings wholesale deprivation of rights wholesale treat like fucking shit like drag through the dirt like everybody else is that goes through their system the people that deserve the worst spot in hell are CPS people. CPS people, in theory, protect kids and minors from bad parents. Okay? Now, I have heard situations in the past and in current situations where CPS absolutely did the right thing. They stepped in. There was evidence of Abuse. There was evidence of so many things that they had to step in and save the children. Okay. Um, however, if there is love, if there is obvious fucking love, there's no, no bruising, no, uh, no, no reactions from the kids, uh, any sort of fear from parents. If there's no, if there's no. Uh, Abuse if they have food, if they have things that are readily available, you know, for the kids, and the allegations just don't hold water. Trust your gut on that, you know. But then you have cops that get involved, and you have other people that get involved who make it worse, make the situation worse, and start throwing accusations out that never fucking happened. You have CPS people who think they have more rights than they do to do what they do and they absolutely think it's okay to lie in court i don't care what fucking state you're in they absolutely believe in their heart of hearts that is okay to lie 
to the court in order to justify what they did. What the actual fuck? I dealt with it myself. It took me six months and a lot of fucking counseling in order to not go Rambo in Texas. I had every motive. I had every reason. I had every opportunity to go absolutely Rambo in Coriel County. I did not. Okay? It, it took a lot of people stepping in to save that county from me, not the other way around. Because they unjustly took my kids, Coppers Cove Police Department. They unjustly uh, tried to say that I was negligible or you know, negligible, I don't know what do you call it, neglecting my kids. Like, what? Like, what the fuck? No, absolutely not. I fucking fought hard for that situation. I fought hard to bring my kids home. And I was driving two and a half hours to fucking Dallas, there and back every fucking weekend just to see my kids because they were with my, uh, my aunt and my uncle. And thank God for them. Thank God for Billy and Barbara to step in and absolutely be a, a voice of reason in the court to have some place where my kids could go where I could see them and not have to deal with the bullshit of CPS or the bullshit of some magical witch lady from fucking foster care to deal with, you know, my kids. And the foster care lady, absolutely a fucking snot. Uh, somehow magically has an MD, but can't explain to me why my kids are malnourished and why they're covered in bug bites. Can't do it. Couldn't fucking believe it. It was, it was disgusting. Never seen my daughter so hungry in my life. And then for the for the fucking base, for the fucking army personnel on Fort Hood to lie and be deceitful like they were, that was absolutely made me detest the military. And not so much the military, that particular base. That particular branch of, you know, I, I, don't, I don't give a shit, dude. The Army is an absolutely nasty branch. If anyone ever goes in the Army, I'm sorry that you have to experience that. I am sorry that you have to deal with any fucking issues in the Army. They are the worst branch of the military, hands down. Now, if you go in the Navy, you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a better time than dealing with the Army, whether you're a Marine or a sailor. If you go in the Air Force, you're going to have a better time than anybody. Okay, If you go in the army, I'm sorry you were duped. I'm sorry you were sold a pipe dream. I am sorry that you have to deal with sergeants, that you had to deal with you know, everybody up the chain that is absolutely fucking moronic. All the officers, all the fucking you know, captains with you know, 0% leadership experience and, and, and understanding who don't know how to deal with people, who think they can ruin lives and think that's okay. And the, the lying medical staff at the Darnell Hospital in Fort Hood. Anyways, going back to what I was saying, CPS needs revamped. The judicial system needs revamped. And we have a situation where this poor trucker, you know, not as experienced, driving 
in a situation he's never been in, did not know how to solve the problem. It's hair-raising when you're driving a big-ass truck and you're not privy upon some of the things that you're going to face. I think, you know, that, you know, driving across this country in a truck, even after getting your CDL, should be a partnership type of thing. You should always have another driver with you, somebody with a little bit more experience, to help you on your path. Maybe drive in the harder issue, you know, areas until you get a good grasp of what to do. It is not easy to drive a semi-truck with a payload of uh, drinks or a payload of whatever the hell you're, you're hauling across country to its destination and have that be safe if you've never dealt with a gradient of, you know, 4.5 or whatever the deal is and with turns and the potentiality of having your brakes fail on you, which is exactly what happened. The brakes failed. Didn't know how to do the runoff. Didn't know the runoff exactly how that worked. You know, but you have a situation where the brakes weren't doing what they were supposed to do and he's sliding and he ends up causing the death of 11 people. But I'm glad that people are rallying behind this person saying, you know what, hey, yeah, we, we do agree maybe some prison time. But not 110 years. Maybe 5 to 10 years. Okay? Because 5 to 10 years in prison is harsh, harsh enough. Maybe 20 years. Okay? Maybe 20 years. But you're taking the rest of this person's life at 20 years. Each year that we have is valuable. And then you have uh, law enforcement who nonchalantly take people's lives. Whether it's through the court system or whether it's you know, out on the street. They don't care. They're not being held accountable. Going back to something we've seen recently, we saw two cops absolutely get their ass handed to them at the Miami airport and I was never prouder. The reason this happened is because in front of people, one cop decided to grab a guy and put him in a choke. After the experience we had in the United States with law enforcement and chokeholds with two high-profile cases against chokeholds or leaning on the neck, people are not having it anymore. People will absolutely go to your assistance. The, standby, the bystander effect is something that is dying out. People are going to start to take action. And if law enforcement officers want to grab their guns and shoot, motherfuckers we have more guns than you and I'm going to encourage people in big cities I'm going to encourage people everywhere to carry and I'm sick and tired of cities being able to tell people oh you can't bring your guns in here unless you get permission from the sheriff uh no 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 that violates the second amendment absolutely violates that we have the right to bear arms we have the right to take our our firearms because we have stupid state agents that push their badge and gun to the point of absurdity to the point of they're okay ruining your entire fucking life over a traffic stop that they caused we have a video of a, of a fucking trooper hits a hits a vehicle 
and then decides to pull the guy out of the vehicle when he's upset that he got hit. And then we have a trooper who's, you know, who can't stand a little bit of verbal feedback, thinks it's okay to detain someone because they have the First Amendment right to speak. First Amendment right to give them a piece of their mind. Law enforcement hates that. They think that if you cuss, oh, well, you being disorderly. No, motherfucker. And I'm so sick of these random, wanton, disorderly, general fucking uh, commands and fucking laws that are on the books. And we have a, a group of people out there fighting against that. We have a group of people out there that are waging war against the dumbest policies we have in place. They're called auditors. They do a lot of good for the community. In fact, there's a lot of stupid people who think that they have some sort of magic ability to have privacy in public. Who are you, Kens and Darrens? Or Karens and Darrens? Don't ever go outside. You're being filmed all the fucking time from banks, from shops, from the fucking light pole. So what makes you think you have the audacity to fucking go up to someone with a camera and ask them to not film you? Or to inquire as to what they're doing? None of your fucking business. Mind your own fucking business, say hi mom to the camera, and march the fuck on. You dumb pieces of shit out there in California, New York, fucking Boston, or Massachusetts... Think you guys have all the privacy in the world. You don't. You dumb motherfuckers. I swear, the dumbest people in the United States live in Chicago. They live in New York. And they live in California. The dumbest motherfuckers in the United States. And that's saying something. It really is. Because you have people out here who don't give a shit about anybody but themselves. Who create, you know, policies and... And they try and get people to conform to their way of being because they believe they're right. Um, that's not how this fucking country works there, Sally. We have freedoms. We have rights, not privileges. And I'll say it again. We have rights, not privileges. And if if, if uh, Trudeau or whatever this faggot-ass name is up in uh, Canada wants to, wants to say, and I did use a derogatory term of the word, I, I did, yep. That doesn't make me homophobic. I, I'm really not. I just wanted to say something in anger that came to mind. Why did it come to mind? I don't know. His dumb ass up there in Florida, or not Florida, but Canada, uh, wants to be a little dictator that he should, he should die at the hands of his people. But Canadians are not that way. Canadians are fighters, but they are fighters of the intellect. Same thing with the British. Now, the British, on the other hand, will absolutely throw down with their law enforcement. They will absolutely throw down with politicians if, they get, if they're given the chance. Because there's people from all parts of the UK that are okay with jail time. They're okay with taking assault charges because they will fight against the state. Absolutely, and they use their locutionary skills and their intellect and their their great schools to go against their government 
or their government agents and go hand-to-hand against them or intellect-to-intellect. And by and large, they fucking win. And they win with a lot of gusto. Now, is that the same in the United States? Not in every situation. Not, not in every situation where the, will the right person win. Not even eventually. They may, they may have to just you know, eat their punishment and keep moving. And that's an unfortunate, unfortunate state of affairs. I had to. I had no recourse. No lawyer in the state of Texas. The cowardly state of Texas was willing to take on my case and litigate for me to sue the entities that violated my rights and put me through the cruel and unusual CPS system. No lawyer. Not one. All of them are cowards. Every single one. There's not a lawyer in the state of Texas that had balls when I called them. I called hundreds of lawyers. Not one firm from Austin to Houston to El Paso to Brownsville wanted to take on my case. Not that it wasn't winnable, but but it actually required effort. The ACLU? Ha! Wrong color. Wrong skin color. Flat out told me over the phone, I'm not brown. They're not going to take my case. Because they had more important work to do down at the border. To advocate for people who weren't citizens. Because that's what they do. They advocate for people that are going to help win the Democratic election. And put morons like Joe Biden in as, as president. Now he is our president. Absolutely. You know, I guess he won somewhat fair and square. Contestable. But at the same time, he <coughs> he's in the job. Now, is he fit to, to do the job? No. Not at all. But he's there. Not much we could do about it. Unless we impeach him. But it's not so much that he, we need to impeach him. There needs to be an overhaul of our government. Because we, so we, they're spending $1.3 trillion on what? Or $3.3 trillion, I don't even know what it is. What are they spending it on? Nonsense. They're not spending it on Joe and Jane Citizen. They're not spending it on our infrastructure. They're spending it on nonsense. They're spending it on more control measures for the people. They're spending on ways to take more money from us to hand over to the billionaire corporations and and entities. And they're finding ways to uh, support those corporations and entities regardless of needing to be bailed out, regardless of their own financial standings, uh, because they can't possibly, can't possibly go bankrupt just like any other you know business that's out there. Can't, apparently. But I digress. Anyways, thank you for turning into David's Life and Observation with your host, David Welch. A little bit longer than I thought it was going to be. Covered a lot of areas more than I thought it was going to be. But I definitely want to thank you for tuning in. Um, I'll keep these going. I mean, I do want to get back into the realm of talking about uh, writing and, and poetry and stuff, but I need to I need to act on that end. I need to publish more. I need to get a couple more books out before I feel genuine enough as a creator to come back to the fold and, and talk about it. So 
I gotta I gotta be about it before I can talk about it. And in this instance, when it comes to politics, I'm definitely gonna talk about it because I am about it. Anyways, thank you for tuning in, and I really hope that those who listen to me understand that um, I am not conservative. I'm not, you know, a Democrat. Um, I'm more libertarian. You know, I'm you know I'm for small government. I'm for, I'm for government. I'm for freedom. And if that's not where you stand in America, if you're not for freedom, you, you need to leave the country that I love. Or uh, if your views are that you want to control people, uh, we're going to find out quickly that you're going to get shut down and that you're evil if you want to control people.